Psalm 19, verse number 8. Uh, I really have some things in my heart that's been stuck in, the, in my spirit for a while, and I, I just was believing God for some utterance, and some things started coming today. We're going to actually talk about the authority of the believer more tonight. Sunday, 10 days ago, I believe it was, we started talking about this. Back in uh, 20, beginning of, actually, I think it was the end of 21, but started preaching in the beginning of 2022 on some things on authority. And, and uh, you know, the thing about pastoring is that you, you, you sense different things that the congregation needs, yeah. so you get off one subject, yeah. get on another yeah. subject. Yeah. I, I'm, I, you know, and, and that's fine with me. I'm not, I'm not uh, you know, I, I don't struggle about that. But the point is that uh, sometimes you have so much more you want to share along a certain line. Yeah. I don't know if you can hear that echo. Is that, is that me back there? Um, it's echoing. Okay. Uh, Psalm 19, verse number 8. Psalm 19, verse number 8. I want to share some things about the authority tonight, but the authority of the believer. But I'm going to approach it a little differently. I'm going to approach it from the, the standpoint of revelation. Um, really, today, in the hour we're living in, in this part of the church age. We're right up here at the end yes, sir. Yeah. Where, where, where Jesus is coming yeah. back. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, just not, uh, I'm just not aware that many Christians are really how, aware yeah. of how close we are. Right. Yeah. And uh, the Bible says in the end, the enemy is going to be going about with great wrath, knowing that his time is short. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if that makes you afraid, you need to hear what we're going to share tonight. Come on. Come on. Because that's not something to be afraid of. That's, that's right. something yeah. to be aware of. Yes, sir. Uh, and be sober about and not, not be sleeping spiritually about. But right on the other hand, it's not something to make you afraid. Because that's what we've been given the authority of the believer for, to, uh, you know, to tread them down. Remember Jesus said, I give you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the powers of the enemy. Those things can't hurt us. Nothing shall by any means hurt you when you do that. Um, but we will encounter them. Uh, and, but if you don't know or don't feed on faith and authority regularly in this day, you probably aren't going to experience everything God has for you. Um, not because I wish that on you, but because the enemy will take advantage of either lack of knowledge or weakness of faith. And, uh, and because he's out to hinder the work of God. He's out to hinder the people of God. He's out to hinder the word being spread. Uh, we're not here to glorify him. I'm not glorifying him. I'm just saying you can't be asleep spiritually and just waltz into all that God has for you. You have to be awake. You have to be on top, like people say, on your game spiritually. And, and uh, be walking in the authority of the believer because, you know, there's crazy people out there. And uh, some of them are demonized. Uh, I mean, I just see it a lot. More and more as, as time progresses here, people are getting wacky. Uh, it's not natural. It's not just them. It's not just their minds. Yes, maybe they're, you know, unstable mentally, but it's, it's demon forces that are making them unstable mentally. And uh, it, you, there's no substitute in this hour for the constant washing of the water of the word to cleanse your mind and your thought life from, from harassments and, and torments and all the strife and the offense out there and the hatred out there and the division. 
you know, this group against that group and right. all of these, all these uh, things. This is all demonic things behind the scenes stirring stuff up. We're to have nothing with nothing of it. We are people of unity and not of all this division and strife and, and uh, anyway, so... But uh, you won't stay free from that with being constantly washed in the water, without being constantly washed in the water of the Word. Because uh, you, it's just like walking into a smoky room. They don't, restaurants nowadays, most of them don't allow smoking, or at least in the section most people go to. Um, but so we're not used to it. But you remember the old days? Remember the, that, 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 that sounds old, right? But you remember, you remember when we used to walk into a restaurant and it was smoking? And how many of you know you'd come out and you'd drive to wherever you're going? Somebody said, what? You smell like smoke. Well, see, you can't hardly be in a place where it's in the atmosphere without it trying to get on you. So you need something to constantly wash you. And you've got the washing of the water of the word to get that off of you. Amen. There's so much bitterness and, and division and hatred and uh, jealousy and competitiveness and you know what I'm talking about, and, and offense and bitterness. Listen, you'll not walk in the authority of the believer with a heart full of unforgiveness. You just will not do it. I mean, unforgiveness and offense and things like that, that's like a blinking neon sign in the spirit realm. The enemies say, you know, you ever seen those old, you know, here we are talking about the old days again, the, those old hotels that used to say vacancy and they could light up the word no or the word vacancy or both words, you know, and so that would let you know when you're driving by whether there's a room available or not. Well, when you're, when you're walking in unforgiveness and you're all stirred up by the, the news media trying to divide us and, and you're walking in, you know, all of that and you're worked up about all that, that's like a big blinking neon sign in the spirit, re- spirit realm, vacancy, vacancy. In other words, de- demons are just going, walking by and say, oh, there's an opening over here. I'll go in there and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get me a place to stay. That's exactly the truth. Whether you know it or not, it is the truth. And uh, so another thing, I'll just tell you two things. The Lord put two things on my heart this afternoon. I didn't know I was going to get into it at the beginning of my service. But two things you're going to have to walk free from to be, to be walking in the authority of the believer. Number one, I just mentioned unforgiveness. But number two, uh, unholy living or activity. I'm telling you, if you realize the demons behind some of this stuff, some of these perversions and things. You can't walk in all that and be free from demon power. Brother Hagin made that statement. He said, you, you'll never have a ministry of casting out devils if you live unholy. Well, if you can't, if you can't cast it out somebody else, how are you going to take authority over it in your own life if you're not living? Anyway, that's all free. So Psalm 19, verse number eight. That's important in this day we live in. But, um, but you, okay, we're getting there. Okay, so... But to, to, to walk in this, you have to have revelation of it. It can't just be, you know, something you heard one time. It has to be something that's real to you. And it's never going to be real to you until you meditate on it. The Holy, one of the ministries of the Holy Spirit, in fact, one of the main ministries of the Holy Spirit is that he reveals God to man. He reveals God. He reveals his word. 
And, um, but, but that doesn't happen just because somebody, you know, said, I want revelation. It happens because of a reverent attitude. We call it meditation. That gives the Holy Spirit something to work with. Amen. Something, something to work with to do this, this ministry, to carry out his ministry of revelation. Now, what is revelation? Revelation, revelation knowledge, we call it revelation knowledge, is different than information. Information is something like two plus two is four. Revelation is something that is not able to be known or understood by man without the assistance of the Holy Ghost. And we're going to study some of this tonight and look at, at, at Revelation and what happens when you receive it. You know, if somebody comes up to me and says, do I have revelation of this yet? I instantly know the answer is no, they do not. Because when you get revelation of something, you're not asking, do I have revelation? You're, you're, you're excited about it. It's real to you. Just make that note if you're studying, if you're writing things in your notes, that revelation makes it real. It's not a concept, you know, that you kind of have a foggy concept of. It's something that is living, standing up on the inside of you. It is real. It is more real than the breath you're breathing. Amen. And you don't need to see the results from the word to worship God for the word when you have revelation. Revelation makes things simple. When you don't have revelation, it's complicated. It's difficult. It's hard. It's like mechanical, pulling levers and pushing your truck. You, some people in the spirit realm, if you can see them in the spirit realm, they look like they're playing a game of spiritual twister. Anybody ever played the game twister? Does anybody in here have a life? <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just messing with you. <laughs> No, we, you've heard of the game of Twister where I don't, you, you get in these, there's these boxes and squares and you got to, and, and spiritually, it's uncomfortable, right? You can get in an uncomfortable position. Spiritually, people in the spirit, sometimes they're, they're trying to do, I'm going, okay, I got to do this, I got to do this. And it's like, if you can see them in the spirit realm, it's like they're, they're in some strange position that's, that's not natural. That's, that's a lack of revelation. That's what that is. Revelation makes things simple. Uh, what used to be difficult is now easy. In fact, what used to be big is now not big at all. What used to be difficult or seemed impossible with revelation, it becomes a piece of cake. Revelation. So we need to look at this a little bit tonight uh, because we, we the, the body of Christ Really, and listen, let me say this. The nation needs the body of Christ to have a revelation of the authority of the believer. This nation, I'll just say it, it without, I'm not saying it's doomed, but I'm saying without some things turning in the church, this nation is doomed. All right, This nation didn't go the direction it went because politics. It's going that direction because of the church. And the lack of revelation in the church. 
and a turning away from some, some revelations that were brought to the church by men of the Spirit who are now old fogies. We set them aside for our, for our new way of doing things. Well, uh, if it was true, if it was ever true, it's still true today. So, but so we, we must look at this and study a little bit about this subject of revelation. Um, Psalm 19, verse 8. I'm going to just give you some verses that talk about what happens when you get revelation or talk about, you know, a little bit about revelation um, and uh, learn some things about this tonight. And we're really applying this to authority, but we'll, we'll, just, we'll just show you how we're getting into this here in a bit. Psalm 19, verse 8. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandments of the Lord are pure, enlightening the eyes. When he says statutes and commandments, he's talking about the word of God. So uh, the, the, the word of God rejoices the heart and enlightens the eyes. You put those two together and you see that when your eyes are enlightened with the word of God, you, you, it rejoices your heart or it makes, it fills you with joy. Amen. Amen. I wake up sometimes in the nighttime and, you know, start, I, I like to start praying whenever I wake up in the middle of the night. And so I oftentimes turn my heart towards the Lord, just see what's, what the Holy Ghost is saying to me or start praying or maybe I'll have something on my heart to pray about. And so, uh, and sometimes though, I'll just, I'll just, I don't have anything on my heart to pray about, but I just want to edify myself. Yeah. Sometimes I speak in tongues. Sometimes I get over into Psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Sometimes I just quote the word. Just, yeah. and, and, you know, it's your mind, especially at times like that in the middle of the night, your mind's usually quiet, but you're, you can draw up out of your spirit and just flows out of you like water. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm wanting to say, can I just write this down over here? Because I don't want to get out of this flow, but I do want to catch all this. This is pretty good. And I get so edified. And I just quote scripture after scripture. And usually, as, the, as I get over into the flow of that, the joy of the Lord starts bubbling up out of my spirit. Praise the Lord. This is the cure for depression right here. Light, revelation. So he puts those two together, the enlightenment of the eyes. Now, I remember, he, and, and, and the, uh, you could say the, the joy of the Lord, you could say. He calls it the rejoicing of the heart. Now, this is what Paul prayed in the, for the church at Ephesus. Remember that? Chapter number one. I pray that you would have the spirit of wisdom and what? Revelation in the what? Knowledge of him. The what? The eyes of your understanding being in what? Enlightened. 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 That's talking about revelation. Yes. Amen. That's talking about getting it. You can hear it and not get it. I can hear it and not get it. Well, how do we know if we got it? Does the joy of the Lord bubble up out of the inside of you? That's what that verse said. So uh, this is a, a big deal. There's a lot of things that the devil's been able to do in individuals' lives, in churches, in nations, whatever, that, that is a, he's only been able to do because the church doesn't have revelation of the authority they have to stop it. They might give lip service to it. They might even mentally assent that they have revelation, but... but uh, uh, and, and they might say, I, wh where I go to church, we believe we have authority. Yeah. Yes. You understand? Yes. But, but you can't, you, uh, revelation cannot be 
hand me, you, you, can't, you can't get revelation uh, secondhand. Revelation has to happen by the Spirit of God in your life. Jesus said to Peter when he said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God, he said, Flesh and blood hasn't revealed that to you, but my Father. The, the, the Holy Spirit has to take what is preached from the Word, maybe in church, maybe when you're listening to something, you know, some preaching at home or something, uh, has to take that and make it real to you. Just because it's real to the one preaching it and working for the one preaching it doesn't make it work for you or make it real to you. Amen. You can parrot it. You can say what somebody else has revelation of, but without revelation yourself, you're not a voice. You're an echo. Does that make sense? And the spirit realm doesn't respond to an echo. It responds to a voice. What is an echo? It's a, it's a secondhand hand-me-down revelation that, that, that's not real to the one saying it, but it was real to the one who preached it. Amen. Uh, just because somebody's saying what the Word says doesn't mean they have any revelation of it. You ever heard parrots repeat something that somebody said? Seen videos of that or something? Some parrot that learned how to say something that they heard the person say, or they're human, they're human say, right? But that doesn't mean that parrot has any revelation of what he's talking about. He's just making the, the noise that he heard. To him, it's only noise. It doesn't, it doesn't mean anything to him. Amen. So, amen. But we are, we are very capable of having the, the, of moving beyond information, logging information in our brains about what the Word says. We're very capable of moving beyond that and the eyes of our spirit man be enlightened to it and we go, whoa. The Word of God is not like a history book or a novel or some sort of writings of man. It is light. It, is, it will enlighten man. Jesus said we're very capable of it when we're born again because whenever we, he said whenever you receive eternal life, that will be the light of men. Your spirit, when you're born again, comes, comes alive to God again, and you have the ca capacity to know God. I'm not talking about up here. Eventually, your mind will catch up, but I'm talking about in here, you can know what God is saying, and you can know His will for you, and you can know the direction to go, and you can know God Himself. Praise God, but it only comes through revelation. And the Bible says, while we're on this, uh, I'll just refer to this. Maybe, maybe, this. maybe don't turn to it right now, but the Bible says over here in 1 Corinthians 2, 14, the natural man receives not the things of the Spirit of God. For they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. Now, the word discerned could be translated understood or known. So they're spiritually. Spiritually means with your spirit, not with your head. If I were to say mentally, that'd be with your head. If I'd be say, if I say physically, that'd be with your body. But spiritually, discern means with your spirit. In other words, your heart can get things that your head doesn't get. Absolutely, that's called revelation. And somebody says, "Tell me, tell me," you know, because they, they, you, you, you were laughing about something that that the Lord said to you, and, they, and you tried to tell them, and they, to them, would be dead. But to you, it was alive. Stood up on the inside of you. I'm telling you, when that happens, faith came. 
When that happens, faith came. And I'll be honest with you, right when that happens is the time to act on your faith. Oh, and that will deal with forces of darkness that nothing else can deal with. Because John 1, 5 says in him was, I mean, John 1, 5 says the light shines in the darkness. The light is revelation. That's another word for revelation, light and revelation. Light shines in the darkness and the darkness comprehends it not. That means it can't overpower it. That's right. It can't conquer yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It can't take it out. That's right. Come on. That's what the devil hates. Yeah, yeah. The devil doesn't mind you going to church, but he hates if you get revelation. That's the reason Paul was so opposed. He said, because of the abundance of the revelation, there was a, given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me. He's fine. The devil's fine if you go to church every Sunday and don't have a clue about anything being said. You, you can go to church and not be born again, not ever get anything out of it. Not, he's fine with that. In fact, he'll, 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 insist, he'll insist that you keep going to that church. But you start going to a place where light is shining, you're going you're gonna to encounter something you've never encountered before. But don't think it's strange. It's not about you. It's about the light. All spiritual warfare is over revelation knowledge. It's over the preacher getting utterance to say it or the people having ears to hear it. Because if they get it, the devil's heyday is over. The light shines in the darkness and he cannot overpower it. He cannot conquer it. He cannot stop it. So if he can't overcome it, he tries to keep people from getting the light. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. The Word of God is spiritual and can't, you, you, you can't receive revelation of spiritual things with your mind or your body. Amen. Don't grapple with the Word mentally. Amen. Feed it into your spirit. Uh, it was never designed to figure out mentally. Now, you can understand it eventually. Your spirit will enlighten your mind. But yet, right on the other hand, you can know it down in here, and your head just doesn't, hasn't quite caught up with it yeah, yet. Yeah. You can know that you laid hold of something. Yes, sir. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I've done that many times in prayer. I, got, yeah. I prayed and prayed something through. I got it. I got it. Yeah. And my head's going, you got what? <laughs> I just say, shut up and come along for the yeah. ride, and, and you'll understand it later. Amen. And sure enough, sure enough. I get a miracle out of something. You get out of that. I, I laid hold of something in the spirit, and it came out into the natural. Whoo! Glory be to God. Now, Psalm one nineteen, verse number thirty. Excuse me, verse one thirty. Psalm one nineteen, verse number thirty, or, or one thirty. I'll get this. Psalm one nineteen, one thirty. The entrance of thy word giveth light. It gives what understanding unto the simple, understanding and light. And so there's, there's the, the source of this is the Word of God. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Now, Psalm 104, verse number 34. My meditation of him shall be sweet. I will be glad in the Lord. Amen. If you meditate in something long enough, yeah. you'll see what it says. Yeah. Somebody said, I read that, but I don't get it. Well, that, do, that, that won't help you get it saying, I don't get it. You get revelation by faith just like you receive everything else from God by faith. Yeah. 
Remember what Hebrews says, Hebrews 11, verse number, was it three or verse two? Through faith, we understand yeah. Yeah. that the world's refrained. Yes. Through faith, we understand. Somebody yes. said, explain that. Well, if you got you got to use your faith for it. Yes, right. yes. Huh? Well, explain how God did that. Well, you, you can't even explain how your own, the scientists don't even know yet how, how your own brain works. They can't even explain what death is. They say, well, the signal stops coming from the brain down to the heart. and then, Okay, but what's producing it in the brain? Oh, you know. Come on, come on. Bible says without the body, without the spirit is dead. The inward man leaves. That's what yes. makes him die. Yeah. 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 Right. Right. Well, explain that. Well, I just did. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Come on. You know, people that have to understand, figure it all out with yeah. their noodle, right. they'll never walk in any of the blessings of God. Anyway, so uh, my meditation of him shall be sweet. I, you see what he said there? I will be glad in the Lord. So if you meditate long enough, you'll see it. That's what makes you glad. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That just goes through you. Now, Psalms, uh, I'm not Psalm, Jeremiah 15, 16, Jeremiah 15, 16, thy words were found and I did eat them and they, thy word was unto me the joy and rejoicing of mine heart. Praise God. If the word doesn't thrill you, you're not, you're, you're mentally logging it rather than getting revelation of it. Amen. It needs to just thrill you, go through you. What do you mean thrill me, pastor? You know what I'm talking about. Been hanging around unbelievers too long. Amen. Notice thy words were found. You don't find it until you meditate on it. And they were unto me the joy and the rejoicing of my heart. You can get flat full of the Holy Ghost, just flat silly sappy drunk on the Word of God. <laughs> you sure can. Proverbs 15, verse number 30. I'm just sharing some things I got in my spirit here. We're going to get this out. Proverbs 15, verse number 30. The light of the eyes rejoiceth the heart. The light of the eyes rejoices the heart. The heart is not the physical blood pump. He's talking about the inward man. The light of the eyes rejoices the heart. So that means that revelation caused you to be filled with joy and rejoicing. Yeah, but you don't know what I'm going through. Yeah, but you don't know what the word says. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm not trying to be mean. No, 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 no. Amen. But see, your focus is on something that's producing depression. My focus is on something that produces joy. I'm looking at things that are unseen. With my natural eyes, unseen. But because I'm looking at something that's unseen, I'm seeing him who is invisible. You know, it says, I'm quoting, I'm thinking about Hebrews chapter number 11, verse number 27, I believe. Moses endured as seeing him who is invisible. How can you see somebody that's invisible? Through revelation. 
That's how, you, that's how you endure, and that's what gives you staying power yeah. or the ability to stay in there and not give up yeah. is revelation of what yeah. God said. Yes. And listen, if the revelation starts waning, yeah. you can go refresh it. Yes, yes. yes you can. Yes, you can. Go back there and meditate on it again. Let the Holy Spirit and just fellowship with the Holy Spirit over it and let him talk to you about it. And he'll make it just as the thing about the thing about revelation is that it, it, it doesn't have a shelf life on it. It, it, just, it. it just it can be just as exciting today as it was 30 years ago. When I got baptized in the Holy Ghost, got on fire for God, my, my family told me, they, well, they told one another. They wouldn't dare say it to me, but they told one another it'll wear off. That's been 30 some years ago, and I'm worse now than I was back then. Because I'm living in the realm of revelation. <laughs> I got a birthday card from one of the relatives that said, you just seem to have seen things that us and the rest of the family didn't see. Well, I, thought, I didn't say anything to them, but I said, yeah, I do. But they don't seem to want to listen. I preach it every service. Yeah, praise the Lord. Send laborers, Jesus, because they ain't listening to me. <laughs> hey, don't get mad at me because I'm telling the truth. I don't know everything. You don't know everything, but I know more than some people know. Dear God. And, 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 and. That revelation will lift you into a life that people think is unreal. The Bible said, Paul said this, 2 Corinthians 12, verse number 7, I was exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations. Now, people have fought small wars over that, and they've said that exaltation, or said, excuse me, he said, lest I be exalted above measure through the abundance of revelation. There was given unto me the thorn of the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me. Yeah. Lest I, and he said it again, lest I be exalted above measure. Yeah. 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 People have said that, they've looked at that and say, see, see, now, uh, God didn't want him to be in pride. Uh -huh. And that exalted means pride. Uh -huh. So God didn't want him to be a pride. And so I don't know what they think. When, when, they, when, when they say, when you, when you boil yeah. down what they're saying and you right. say it back to them the way, yeah. the way they're actually saying it, yeah. they look at you and say, well, uh, 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 uh -huh. because they're, they're implying that God's working with the devil right. to send a little imp, yeah, come on. a messenger of come Satan, on. Yeah, 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 and yeah. God's working with him, you know, to kind of say, uh, you know, attack Paul lest he get into pride. Well, if I was the devil who had fallen by pride, I would say, attack him so he doesn't get in pride? Okay, no, I won't do that. Let him get into pride. He'll fall. No, this exalting is not pride. If you look it up, it means to go beyond the usual mark. Lest I, get, lest I go beyond where most Christians live. Listen to me. You want to go higher. You want to go into greater things. Find out in, in beyond where other people are. Yes. Not, you're not in competition with other people. No, but, but you know what I'm talking about. Don't settle for status, on, quo, status quo Christianity. Go beyond where the, most people are satisfied and reach for the revelation of who, the, who you are in Christ. Yes. Reach for the revelation of the authority of the believer. Yes. Reach for the revelation of righteousness. Amen. 
Hallelujah. Reach for the revelation of the covenant blessing. And don't just settle for the status quo and go beyond the usual mark. And he said, Paul said, because I had the abundance of revelation, I was exalted. You look up the word exalted, it means to go beyond the usual mark. And notice it came through, lest I be exalted, through the abundance of revelation. Revelation was exalting him. And God was giving him the revelation. So it wasn't the devil trying to get him into pride. It was God giving him revelation, trying to get him beyond the usual mark. And then tell everybody else about it. And Satan said, we got to stop this. Wham! Left for dead, stoned, shipwrecked, all sorts of persecution from the Jews, all kinds of stuff. Trying to stop Paul. And nothing could stop him. Nothing could stop him. And he got that revelation into these books written in the Bible, and now it's going all over the world. (laughs) Praise God. And it wasn't anything personal. It wasn't against Paul. It was against the revelation. That's what Satan was opposing. He was trying to keep him from getting that revelation and then from getting it out to other people. Praise be to God. That's what all spiritual battles are really over. Whenever the enemy's opposing you and your finances, it's over whether or not you're going to hold to the revelation that God spoke to you or whether you're going to back off and say, I guess that's not true. Amen. That's right. But you got to hold fast, hold to it, and don't think that the, that the battle's yours. You just hold the light up to the devil. I grew up on the farm, and we, we had, uh, you know, storage places where we'd store crops and feed bins where we'd store grain and all kinds of things. And, you know, it's always all dark in there. But if you need to go up there and fix something in the auger or whatever, yeah. that's farm talk. But if you need to go up in there and do something, you'd have to carry a light because it's dark up there. Or I'm thinking of this one feed bin right off the side of the barn. And you go in there and shine that light and you just see rats and mice going everywhere. (laughs) Amen. Amen. Farm boy right there said amen. Oh, yeah. I mean, rats and mice. What are they running from? They're running from the light. Don't fight the devil. Just shine the light. Just shine the light. See, he'll run from the light. Like darkness runs from the light. Hallelujah. He can't, he can't conquer that. He can't conquer that. Praise God. Praise be to God. Praise be to God. Just hold it up to him. 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 Praise God. Just keep, and, and, and just hold the word, listen to me, hold the word up to him about himself. not only about who you are and what your rights and privileges are and who God is to you, et cetera, et cetera, but hold the light up to him about him. Before we go tonight, we're going to, we're going to show you him in the word of God. And he's not all that. He's been stripped, defeated. Hallelujah. I was, I was, <laughs> I was scrolling uh, yesterday. I think it was. I just, I'm a headline guy now for news. I don't really care until I, I find something that looks like I maybe should know. You know, so I was scrolling through. So I don't know how it came up, but I, a, a video came up. I, I don't even know what the fight was about. 
there was this guy, it looked like maybe it was a political situation where two people had different opinions about yeah. politics or whatever. I, yeah. I didn't even, <laughs> but, but anyway, so this guy, this, this lady was uh, harassing this guy, uh-huh. I guess over some disagreement, maybe politics or something. And, uh, and she's, she's really trying to be intimidating and mouthy and all this, you know, making her gestures and all that. And she's trying to intimidate him, so she gets in real close. Oh, no, thank you. And I don't know if he, I, don't know, I guess he just could see she had a wig on or something. Oh. <laughs> she's in here like this, and he reaches in and grabs her wig and just to... <laughs> And she's embarrassed because she had no hair. And I thought that was so funny. I had to watch that again. I'm like, I don't know, even know what the fight's about, but I got to watch this again. Hilarious. She's in there, you know, like this, and he grabs her wig, and, she's, he's, and she took off running after him, you know, because she's... <laughs> I saw that, and I said, that's exactly what you need to do to the devil. Actually, actually, I, didn't th- I just laughed at it at the time, but I'm serious. I woke yeah. up last night in the middle of the night, and I'm just fellowshipping with God, and that came back to me. All right, all right. And the, this is how the Lord said it. He said, that's what you got to do to the devil. You, he said, you got to defrock the devil. Oh. <laughs> now, I knew what that meant. You ever watch the old movies in the old days? The important people in Europe and, and the judges and the politicians, they wore this wig. You ever seen that? They wore these fake wigs. And that, that means they're a judge. They're important. And, uh, but if they ever were found to be abusing their power or corrupt or something like that, they, you look it up in your dictionary, they would defrock them defrocked. That means they took their authority away from. It leads to defeat. In other words, they're removed from their, their place of, of importance and they're removed from their authority. See, the authority they had was delegated. And the wig was a symbol of their authority. But when they had defrocked them, they took that away from them. It's all true. That's what the Lord said to me. That's what that guy did to her. That's what that guy did to her. He defrocked that woman. Praise the Lord. It means defeat. She just looked it up. It means to defeat and to dewig. But you look it up. Go home and look it up. If they're removed from their plate, they're, they're defrocked. Well, see, you need to take the devil's yes. lies. See, see, Jesus already defeated him. That's right. That's right. But he'll put on a wig and say, well, you know, you know. You need to. Uncover him for who he really is. How about over here? Y'all got any joy? <laughs> Glory be to God. 
I said, glory be to God. Defrock the devil. Take his big wig off. You ever heard that term? Big wig. Big wig. That's where that came from. Back in the Europe days, they put those big wigs on. Well, he's a big wig. Well, you can defrock the devil when he comes around acting like a big wig. What I'm talking about, I'm talking about taking away his, his, his persona. His, 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 you know, I'm going to do this. His threats. His intimidation. <laughs> Hallelujah. How do you do that? Revelation. Revelation defrocks the devil. Oh, my wife's got a definition. Now, come on. To deprive of the right to exercise the functions of office. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that guy. He just took that wig and just put it over her. She was so embarrassed because she had no hair. But that wig was big. I mean, it was long and she's... <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I've got the devil defrocked. How about you? I got the, I pull the, I pull the wraps off of him. I show, I, I, through the word of God, I show who he really is. Let's look at some scriptures that show who he really is. Let's look at some scriptures show who he really is. Hallelujah. There's three main ones. There, there's a whole lot of them, but let me give you three main ones tonight. All right. Number one, 1 Corinthians 2, verses 6 through 7. 1 Corinthians 2, 6 through 7. Now, this is going to be the King James, and I'm going to read another translation. Howbeit we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, that means mature, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor the princes of this world that come to naught. Come to naught. That's talking about these demon forces that come to naught. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory. The Moffat's translation says, We do discuss wisdom with those who are mature, only it is not the wisdom of the world or of the dethroned powers who rule this world. Well, if they're dethroned, why are they ruling? Because people are letting them rule. The devil has no authority in your life except what you give him. He's been dethroned. That's why it says neither, Ephesians 4, 27, 20, 26, what is it, 27, uh, neither give place to the devil. That just simply means he can't take a place unless you give it to him. The only authority he has is what you give to him. I'm talking about believers. Now, that might be hard for some people to swallow, but revelation, if you get revelation of that, You'll stop saying, oh, God, do something. Yeah. And you'll say, ah, see, now I'm the one that has the authority. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, these, he said, we speak the wisdom among them that are mature, uh, not, not, the, not the wisdom of this world or of the dethroned powers who rule this world. Now, somebody said, who dethroned them? Jesus dethroned them. And so uh, it calls them dethroned here. Notice this interesting that he says this is the wisdom of the full-grown Christians, the mature Christians. Baby Christians fight the devil. Full-grown Christians know he's already been defeated. Brother Hagin starts out his book, Triumph in Church. He said there's three kinds of people in the body of Christ. 
the, the ones that think they got to fight to get the victory. They're the militant church. And then there are the, uh, he mentioned, I'm trying to remember what the third one, second one is, but then there's the victorious church. You got to decide, are you the victorious church or are you the militant church? Or are you the church that's got to always, you know, just kind of hold out until Jesus comes? Praise the Lord. And so look at that. That's in 1 Corinthians 2, 6 and 7. Now look at Colossians 2, 15. I'm talking about just showing the devil for who he really is. These are verses that defrock him. Now listen, Jesus reduced him to zero. But he'll put a wig on, come around like he's a big guy. And you got to pull the wraps off of him. And here's how you do it. Colossians 2.15. Colossians 2.15. Now this is the King James, first of all. And having spoiled, just talking about Jesus, he spoiled principalities and powers. He made a show of them openly triumphing over them in it. Jesus did that. He spoiled. Now that's kind of blind. What do we mean spoiled? Coney bear. He, Jesus disarmed the principalities and powers which fought against him. So now we've got disarmed. Now Philip says Jesus exposed them, shattered, empty, and defeated. That's, that's, that's a whole that's lot right good. there. He exposed them. Exposed. That's another way of saying disarmed them. Uh-huh. Shattered. Shattered. <laughs> Empty. Empty. And defeated. defeated. Praise God. So now we've got, he's spoiled. The King James said spoiled. He's spoiled. He's uh, destroyed. Yes. Right? <clears throat> He's spoiled, excuse me, he's, he's uh, disarmed, he's stripped of his power, he's exposed, he's shattered, he's empty, he's defeated. Well, he just seems to be doing a lot in my life. That's a lack of revelation. Lack of revelation. All right, that's the second one. Now look at the, he- he- the book of Hebrews, the second chapter, verse 14, Hebrews two fourteen. These are the... Frock verses. <clears throat> For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself, talking about Jesus, Jesus took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is the devil, and deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. <clears throat> American Standard Version says, rather than destroyed him that had the power of death, <clears throat> Since then the children are sharers in flesh and blood. He also himself in like manner partook of the same, that through death, through death, he might bring to naught him that had the power of death, that is the devil. Now you, you, you understand when it says in the King James destroyed, in our way of thinking of destroyed, we think destroyed means it doesn't exist anymore. Maybe a bomb went off and destroyed a building or, you know, something like that, or a fire destroyed a building. We just kind of think of it as in a heap and a rubble or maybe doesn't even exist anymore. The devil has not been destroyed in the sense he doesn't exist anymore. The Bible says he walks about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. He still exists. So the word destroyed doesn't mean he doesn't exist. It means that's exactly, you look it up in the Greek, it means brought to naught or zero. That's what the devil is. He's a big zero. In the book of Revelation, it says at the end, whenever he's finally thrown into the bottom of his pit, the nations are going to look at him and say, is this he that destroyed the nations? This defeated thing? 
Do you know you don't have to wait until that day to see how defeated, how stripped, how disarmed, how dethroned, how much of a big zero he really is? You can get that revelation right now through the word of God and walk around like you're his boss rather than shaking because he's bossing you around. I just feel mean on the devil. I, I feel mean on unbelief tonight. <laughs> Hallelujah. I tell you, sometimes you just got to get it, get stand up and say, that's it. No more. I'm not allowing this to happen anymore. And you got the authority to do that, but you can't without revelation. Without revelation, he's big. The devil's big. He's doing all kinds of things. That without revelation. But with revelation, he's a little defeated guy. Stripped, spoiled, disarmed, brought to naught. Naught means some other, some other even English-speaking nations will not say zero, they'll say naught. I heard a guy on the other day, I was talking, he was talking about some investments. Thing. He was saying, not such, such and such and such. That means uh, just a few cents, not dollars. Amen. Not means zero. Yes. Come on, yeah. The devil is a zero. That's the wisdom of God. That's not the wisdom of man or of the devil. He'll put a big wig on and say, I'm big and bad, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that, and you're not going to be able to do anything about it, and I'm going to defeat you, and you're going to go bankrupt. But, but you, when you know the truth, you can. <laughs> Glory to God. Praise be to God. Praise be to God. Amen. And you're not crying, boo-hooing, or whatever. You're, 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 because you have the revelation, you're standing up to Him. Glory to God. Did you get anything out of the Word tonight? Now, listen to uh, John 8, 56. If you want to go there, that's fine. <clears throat> Bible says that, Abra this is John 8, 56, Abraham, Jesus is talking, he rejoiced to see my day. And he saw it and was glad. Abraham didn't live in Jesus' day. Abraham was generations before Jesus. But he said, Abraham rejoiced to see my day. And he saw it and was glad. Well, how did he see it? He saw it by revelation. I'll tell you where he saw it. We know from the Bible where he saw it. When he offered Isaac, or, you know, almost offered Isaac on the mountain, you remember that? And then God stopped him. Yeah. You know, that mountain was, a, was, is that the exact same mountain Jesus was crucified on? Right. He saw that because God said, I make a covenant with you, and uh, now that you have been willing to give your son because of my covenant with you, I'm willing to give my son. And Abraham had a vision and saw Jesus' day and saw him being God giving his son for the, to, to, to seal the covenant. Yeah. Yeah. And he was glad. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, revelation never makes you sad. You ever notice oh, that? Come on. Come on. The light of the eyes rejoices the heart. I just don't believe in being depressed. If I did, I'd be depressed, but I don't believe in it. 
I'm not putting people down that are depressed. I'm just know, I just know what the answer is. You find out who you are in Christ. Find out the, the, the standing that you have with him through the blood. Not through religion, but through the blood. Find out your rights and privileges. Find out three things. You need to write these things down. Your privileges, your possessions, and your position. You need to know what your privileges are, your possessions are, and your position. Your position is seated with Jesus far above. That's good. What are the privileges of that seat? Well, you can exercise authority over the forces that are opposing you. Right. Mm-hmm. Amen. What are your possessions? Well, that's the whole New Testament. Everything written in the New Testament. This is the will and testament of Jesus Christ. And we're an heir of God and joint heir with Jesus. Amen. Well, did you get anything out of the word tonight? So you and I must understand that uh, revelation is the key to get into some of these things. It'll change your inner identity. It'll change the way you see yourself. Blind Bartimaeus, that, that was his name. Blind, that, that's, why would they call him Blind Bartimaeus if that's not how they identified him? You know, back then they didn't have first and last, they, they, they didn't have last names, but they started giving people titles yeah. to help identify this Bartimaeus from yeah. Bartimaeus over from Timaeus. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or another Bar- Bartimaeus. There's a lot of people with the same first name back then. So they began to put tags. That's where last names came from. Yeah. You know, they give them a second name and then a third name. Sometimes they even fourth name. But anyway, so they blind Bartimaeus. Okay, we know who you're talking about. That's yeah. that one blind down there. Alms for the poor, yeah, you know. Yeah. They know who that one is. So that's his name. Well, that, that, I, that was an identity. Somebody say, blind Bartimaeus? Well, yes, sir. Yeah. He couldn't see him, but yes, he heard the voice. Yeah. Where, where, yeah, where are you? Yeah. Yeah. He, he identified himself yeah. as blind. That was his name. That was his title. That was his identity. But when Jesus said, call, called him and said, uh, bid him come, the Bible said he threw away his beggar garment. That was another thing that identified him. As a, just like today we have people with white canes. That kind of identifies people as a blind person. If you see that, you kind of help them or whatever. Uh, but this man, that, in that day, you had to give official beggar's garment from the upper ups, the big ups, the big wigs. <laughs> and that made you legal. Yeah. To yeah. beg. Yeah. You're, you're, you're legit. You're not a fraud out there on the corner. You know? yeah. Anybody make, make him, yeah. you understand. So whenever Jesus said, bid him come, he threw that thing off. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Why? He's, he's basically, something happened in his spirit that he, did, he no longer sees himself as blind. He didn't say, is there somebody over there? Hold this in case this doesn't work. He cast it away. You know, if you're blind and you cast it away, you don't know where it went. And if you take a few steps, you know, you got to figure, okay, where was I? Where did it go? But he just flung it away. He was throwing more than a coat away. He was throwing an old identity away. Because something changed on the inside of him. If people put labels on you as a kid in high school or elementary school or whatever, and that got on the inside of you, through revelation, you can get rid of that identity. You can see who you are in the eyes of God. 
Glory. Hallelujah. And that's where everything starts changing. The Lord said to me one time, he said, the way I do things, he said, I do things from the inside out. You've been trying to get me to change all this. He said, you need to change what you see on the inside. And that only comes by revelation. That comes by getting light. Light in the spirit works just like light in the natural. I mean, that's, that's the principle. That's, that's the illustration yeah. that he's using. Yeah. So you can't, if, if all the lights were out in here, you wouldn't be able to see. Right. But your eyes are wired for it. Yeah. Yeah. You just can't see. Yeah. But as soon as the lights are turned on, because I've come in here before trying to, and there's people I wanted to show in here, show something in here, and all the lights are out, and I'm like, you know, looking for chairs. Where's the chair? You know, I'm trying to, <laughs> trying to get back to the switches. Yeah. Yeah. But as soon as the lights are on, everything's easy. Yeah. Right? That's the way it is in the spirit realm. When you're in the dark, you're bumping into a lot of things. You're, 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 not, you're not certain about anything. You don't know where you are and you don't know where you're going. Nor what you're going to bump into. Or trip over. Amen. But for when you get light, things become easy. You know who you are. You know where you're going. You know what's in front of you. You know what's behind you. You know, and, and, uh, and uh, it takes light in the spirit to see who you really are, to see who God really is. You might have thought God was mean, got a big stick. As soon as you do something bad, squat like a fly swatter, right? Amen. But that might not be God at all. In fact, it's not. That's right. But you got to have light of that. Yes, amen. Amen. Stand up with me. Glory to be to God. Oh, I feel like I just got it introduced. There's enough here to chew on, though, isn't there? Praise be to God. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. You don't need to see things change to rejoice. I'm talking about with these eyes, see it out here change. You can rejoice at the light. Just the Word giving you the light of what the Word says. Praise God. You can, just, you can just rejoice right now. Praise God. Praise God. Um, the, man, the man with a revelation is okay right now. You know what I mean by okay right now? I've heard people say, Man, we got that doctor's report, and they said, they said it wasn't terminal, and they actually have medicine to fix it, and oh, we were so relieved. I said, you could have had relief way back there. Amen. You didn't have to be living under all that. Through revelation, you could have got relief way back there. You're not the devil's pack mule carrying around heaviness, burdenness, worry, anxiety. When you got light, everything's okay right now. You're okay before everybody else is okay. Do you know how far below this most Christians live? They're living beneath their privileges. Live by what you don't see. That's called living by what you don't. Well, I'm talking about with these eyes. We remember said so we walk by faith, not by. We look not at the things which are seen, but the things which are. Can you see things that are unseen? Yeah, with revelation you can. With revelation, you can see things other people can't see. Amen. Hallelujah. 
I just got a good report. Everything's going to be all right. You're going to be all right. What about the nation? What about the economy? What about? You're going to be all right. If you got revelation of the word, revelation of your covenant, you're okay right now. You're sleeping right now. Cutting Z's better than ever right now. But you don't know what somebody threatened me with. Revelation. Revelation. You can sleep on revelation. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. So turn to somebody and say, everything good right now. Yep. Testify. Say, say t- t- with me, everything good right now. It's good right now. Not, not going to be okay. Everything good, okay right now. All good. All good. All is well. All is well. Now, see, I can say that out of Revelation. You can say it because I said it. And, and it, won't, it won't do any. But if you have Revelation, that I'm, I'm kept in the palm of his hand. I'm kept by the power of God. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Those things. If and you can just lay down in the bed at night and just draw those things up out of your spirit and, and, and get so flat, sappy, happy. People wonder what drug you're on, what medication you're on. Glory to God. I got and and what it is you got beyond information over into revelation. And that's when it starts working for you. Hallelujah. Faith is the substance. The listen to me, the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. Not seen. Oh, it's got evidence of something not seen. Right here's the evidence of what's not seen. You can plant this in your spirit yeah. and you've already got the substance yes, yes. of what you don't see yet. Come on, come on, amen. Amen. Oh, if I had time. Faith takes spiritual substance and creates a physical substance out of it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, it sure does. It takes spiritual substance, the substance of the spirit, and makes, spirit, and makes physical substance out of it. Now, that might, your mind might go, yeah, 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 yeah. Wish I had time to fully say it. But, but what he's saying is, there, faith is the substance. Faith is the substance. Substance. You have to have the spiritual substance of something before you actually can have it. Well, then we got to figure out what spiritual substance he's talking about. Because if I could get that, I'd shoot me up Jesus. (laughs) Substance abuse, I'm telling you. (laughs) No, I'm not talking about you going and doing drugs. I tell you what the substance is. It's the light. It's the revelation of that word. You get the revelation of that word, you've already got the spiritual substance of it. And people, you act like it's already done. And people go, do they even know what the test and trial they're going through? Well, vaguely. (laughs) I'm more caught up with the light. Yeah, that's the only thing that got me through some very tough spots in life. 
It's just, just, just going back to the light, going back to the light, going back to the light, and rejoicing over it. Hallelujah. Somebody said, how'd you get through that? And I said, I just didn't look. I only looked at the light. I didn't look at that. It wasn't worthy of my attention. And it wasn't going to build my faith looking at that. And it wasn't going to get me to the other side looking at that. So I just looked at what I couldn't see. Praise God. And uh, I didn't abuse the substance, but I did use it. (laughs) You can't abuse the word. You can't have too much of the word, right? Amen. So, okay, before you go again, turn to your neighbor and say, everything good right now. Already good. Already okay. Praise the Lord. And if you can't say that with revelation, whatever area of your life you need, whatever you need to feed on to build that into you, then then get in the word in that area. Amen. Amen. We're going to Lee Summit tomorrow. We're taking off, or I am, I should say. I'll be back on Sunday. So when you get back Sunday, uh, be ready for the next part. All right. Praise the Lord. You got something, sweetie. Everything gonna be alright. Everything gonna be alright. Everything gonna be alright now. Right now. I've got the word of God in light. Everything gonna be alright. Oh, everything gonna be alright now. Mm-hmm. Everything gonna be alright. I said everything I'm proclaiming gonna be all right. Everything gonna be all right now. I've got the word of God in light. Everything gonna be all right. Everything gonna be all right, right now. Everything gonna be all right. Everything gonna be alright Everything gonna be alright now I've got the Word of God and light Everything gonna be alright So I sing everything gonna be alright now Come on, proclaim Everything gonna be alright Everything gonna be alright. Everything gonna be alright now. I've got the word of God and light. Everything gonna be alright. Everything gonna be alright right now. Well, I came to church tonight and I heard it's gonna be alright. I don't have to fear no depression here, no. I got the Word of God revelation, and now I know for the nation everything, everything gonna be, gonna be alright. Everything gonna be alright. Everything gonna tell your neighbor, everything gonna be alright right now. I've got the word of God and light. Everything gonna be alright. Everything gonna be alright.
right, right now. Well, I woke up this morning, kinda had a fever or something, but I got in the Word of God, and you know what I saw? By Jesus' stripes I'm healed. That to me revealed everything, everything gonna be, gonna be alright. Everything gonna be alright. Huh? Everything gonna be alright. Everything gonna be alright right now. I've got the word of God and light. Everything gonna be alright. Everything gonna be alright, right now. Hey, hey, hallelujah! Praise the Lord. I got the word of God and light, and it's gonna fight the fight. Everything gonna be all right now.